as it turns and begins to run after to see here. No, there are the D8s. Oh yeah, uh, this one sprints, catches up, uh, and is just going to use his action to try to jump back up on top. So six minus three versus D10. All right, so the vampire gets a nine, four, eight. Nine minus three is a six. Uh, the vampire with the heavy thud again. Boom. Uh, he scrambles up the back on all fours. Uh, and Yakim sees him through the shattered back windshield as he just suddenly, like, spider climbs his way back up on top. Fuck. Get rid of these things. Uh, queen uh, vampire, the queen wild vampire kind of turns and goes, bring a couple more into the fold, yes. She is going to reach out, try to grab another one of these things, another one of the bandits. Three and eight. Hit with rays. I'm having a hard time. They're literally in the same box. So it's 2d4 plus a d6 plus a d12 plus two. All right, flip. 15, 16, 17, 18, 22, 25. Uh, he is definitely going to... She, instead of creating a thrall, and he needs to make the bigger mole. That's not even close to enough. And so, on a failure, the victim dies. On a success, the victim makes a spiritual with the same penalty. Failure means she is now a wild vamp. So, uh, this one is it suddenly is pulled down. Yakim, uh, from his vantage point, doesn't even see as the creature kind of disappears underneath the the frame, the body of one of these vampires. And then suddenly, the vampire itself stands back up, cricks its neck, rolls its shoulders slightly as there is uh, just that magenta drip off the end of its chin. Its golden eyes look over towards the car that uh, one of Scapatrius is on top of as the bandit stands back up. Uh, it reaches up with its eyes closed, unclips its armor, lets it drop down to the ground, and then suddenly there are two pairs of golden glowing eyes staring at Yakim. Uh, so, alright, so now there's an additional, there's now four wild vampires in the scene. Uh, I need to start clearing some of these bodies off, though. It's hard to tell who's standing and who isn't, the amount of dead bodies lying on the battlefield. Maybe one day I will turn this podcast into a YouTube podcast, that way you can see the chaos that I tend to put out on the battlefields, but not right now. All right, so I'm going to go into the next round. Keem gets the seven. 
the two remaining, or the, yeah, two remaining bandits get a five. Oh, but the wild vampires get an ace. Ah, the two original wild vampires go chasing after the two that are already trying to flee. Intent to create more, they're tight. Caught. Oh, yeah. The hit and hit with the raid. So, two, four, six, twelve. Let's go. Plus. That's not good for this guy. All right. It's 10, 21, 24. 24 against the toughness of six. He's going to make a bigger roll against now. Conversion starts occurring with a little bit more of a precision. These wild vampires, despite their name, seem to be now making choices. They recognize that dwindling numbers does nothing, but if they can outnumber their opponents, of course, that just means no fun. Yeah. Black one uh, goes, pulls down his target. That, yeah. Uh, he's now got to make a vigor roll at negative four because they, they are taking the maximum amount of wounds that can occur, uh, and they've got to make a vigor check based on the amount of wounds they have applied against them. Uh, yeah. Another bandit. One, two, three, four, five, six bandits on the field, and one of the bandit, or uh, six wild vampires in the field, and one of them, one of the remaining bandits, is a thrall to the original like a virus spreading very quickly, uh, Yakim realizes that he is massively outnumbered. This is not a fight that he could potentially win. Uh, shit, shit, shit. He's going to take his turn. Multi-action penalty, so five on this. Well, good thing that four explodes. Oh, it explodes again. Eight, we're at a three. Four. Oh, and the vampire rolled a two. <laughs> Rolls off again, uh, growling and uh, snarling at him. Uh, Keem is going to, with his pistol again, try to fire uh, straight forward. He's going to see about knocking the one out that's directly in his path to see if he can get a free line of sight to get out of here. Uh, yet. No. I'm, I'll tell you, I am afraid to use any more of Yakeem's burn, especially when he's in his car, because every time I've done it while he's in his car, he's rolled a one. Um, I have one Benny left for Yakeem, and I'm worried that that's not, that's going to be necessary to use. I just rolled a three and a one. So here's the issue. Uh, Multi-action penalty means that I've effectively rolled a one. To hit, he's got to roll a four, which means I'd have to use a burn die. I'd have to roll a burn die and get a three or higher. Okay. Well, Yakim needs us, so he's going to risk it all. Let's find out. Whoo! That's a five. 
Sikim lines up. Uh, he braces the pistol against the the steering column, uh, raises, and this is 3d8 damage. Fourteen. Yep. Mm. He fires, hits, and this vampire is now shaken as the uh, impact uh, cutting through the windshield knocks it aside. Uh, and Yakim guns it. He's now about halfway through, but now there are no other bandits for these vampires to go through. Uh, and some of the bumps as Yakim continues, you know, driving and pushing forward. Uh, rocks back and forth, heavier than a pothole in the road should be, and he tries not to think about what they actually were. Go into our next, or actually the last bandit. Uh, it's going to take some shots. Eddie King driving by, natural one. Nope. Uh, the vampires are going to give chase. This last bandit, let's see. He came draws a four, which allows him to upgrade to a ten. The last bandit gets a queen, and the vampires get a six. So with no uh, no passengers on his vehicle, he's going to try to drive and see if he can get a little bit further. Negative uh, three means that's a zero. No. He takes a couple extra paces, but I'm not, I'm not going to use that burn die. Shit scares me. Um, but actually, it was the bandit's turn first. Well, doesn't hit. Start moving forward. All right. So now we've got. I should have been rolling, because I've got two that are shaken. So they need to roll spirit checks of a d6. See if they become unshaken. Uh, yeah, but he may be too far away to actually get any further along. The uh, the one that originally knocked down by Yakim, who had been successfully climbing on top of the vehicle. Uh, turns and kind of shakes it off. Uh, his eyes come up, flips his head up as the hair kind of like drapes and yeah. those perfect coils of someone who's been presented with immortality. And then he begins loping on all fours. Let's see, if on his uh, running die he gets a six or higher, he might be able to catch up. Nope, three. So he Yakim keeps pace to keep away from the original vampire who's been plaguing him pretty hard. The other one who is closer, though, is shaken. Can only take movement actions, can't run. Starts trying to run up, but he's trying to get closer to the rest of the pack, too, so they can attack as a group. Um, let's see here. Now, the rest of them start turning and chasing the vehicle like a bunch of dogs going after the postal worker, but Nikim is just barely ahead of him. I'm surprised we have not seen the Joker yet. Let's see. Nikim gets a two, which goes to a jack. Last bandit gets a six, and the vampires get a nine. Nikim's going to put it all into trying to drive away as fast as he can. Oh, the wild die blows up. 10 total minus 3. There's a 7. Not necessarily with the raise, but it's still enough. You start burning ahead. The car finally catching its breath. Uh, I'm going to give him... Let's see here. 
say, if you can get one more successful driving roll at this distance from them, uh, this is turning into a chase. Yeah, actually, that's exactly what you do. I'm going to convert this into a chase. It's Savage World Task. It's great ability. The chases are run just like any other encounter. And if they manage to catch up to them, well, then that is just the way it goes. Now, given the high speed that the wild vampires can go, their pace is eight. They have the fleet-footed and the free-runner edges, which uh, really allows them to put on the speed when they get the running die involved. Um, but Yakim, of course, is in a goddamn car, so that needs to count for something. So I'm going to deal out oversized action deck. The vampires are going to start off on the five of clubs. Now, Yakim is two cards ahead to the Six of Clubs. Remember, as we did with some of these other chasey, uh, the only time it really matters which style of card you're on is if you, um, if you are on a club, if your action card is a club. So, all right. Uh, let's see, Yakim... Not get a chance to move forward a car. But let's give the vampires an athletics roll to see if they can keep pace. It's a D10. No, it's a one. They don't get to move forward either. Okay. Came with nine, and the vampires with a nine as well. So, let's see. Came with the Nine of Hearts versus the Vampire's Nine of Diamonds, which means, of course, he gets to go first. So let's give him his shitty driving roll, minus three. Um, actually, I'm just going to say it's minus one because he's taking this as an action. He's, he's definitely trying to get ahead. Um, but that still puts him at his two. Oh, God help me if this burn die goes against me. It's four. All right. He gets ahead one, uh, and the card that he lands on, the movement card, chase card, is the Joker. So, uh, if he's going to have any mishaps, this is the perfect time to do it. The vampires, though, running after uh, with a raise. It rolled a nine, so they get to move forward two. They're one card behind. All right, game. Really need that Joker this time. Six versus seven. The vampires get to go first. Uh, with a one, they do not. But you can see if you get the game forward at all. Right. So I just had to go look up stats just to make sure I understood. Um, if Yakeem can properly get uh, a couple of good driving rolls, the top speed of his vehicle is supposed to be 120 miles per hour. All of this counts as difficult terrain, but he's got four-wheel drive, which uh, doesn't fully, you know, reduce his speed by half. So uh, if he can get, instead of the traditional... 
I think it's five cards away. If he can get three cards away, uh, he can get away with this thing, uh, just based on speed alone. So uh, he rolled a three and a five. Um, with the minus three, that puts it down, of course, to a two. I'm going to use a burn die again. Not worked well for him in chases. He needs a two or higher. It's a four. So he gets to move forward one card. Need to put another one out here. As he just starts trying to really get the engine to roar. Uh, even with all the issues that this vehicle's going through, it's enough to kind of keep the forward momentum. And sometimes with a vehicle like this, you just want to point it downhill and hope you don't have to pop the clutch. So, uh, that. Now go into the next round. Ten of clubs. Complication for Yakeem and the Joker for the vampires. Oh, that's not good. Hey, so. Ten minus, oh, shit, they rolled a natural one. Uh, even with their Joker of a plus two, they don't get to move forward. So that worked really well from Yakim. However, he's now got the club, and he is sitting on the five of spades. So let's go take a look. Chase sequence. Let's see what exactly happens here. On a chase, specifically... Okay. Complication. He is on a spade with a action card of a club. So if he rolls a failure on his driving die, it counts as a critical failure on a maneuvering roll, puts him into one of those fun, fun tables. Get the out of control table up and running just in case. Come on, Yakeen. Don't let this one fail. That is a one and a two. Yep. So 2d6. A six. As uh, as Yakeen starts pushing it forward, uh, he slams into one of the bodies. These bandits that have been out here, or that have been just recently killed, uh, and it causes the car to spin. He is now distracted until the end of his next turn. So, the six ground vehicle spin or spin out or skid. Airplane stall. Everyone on board is distracted until the end of their next turn. That is definitely not good for you, King. Fortunately, it doesn't cause any critical. Make sure that I read this right. The out of patrol rule, what does that count as a critical hit? No, I rolled wrong. A six. Uh, the vehicle suffers a hit in the body with no special effects. Okay. Whew, so he's not distracted. Instead, though, uh, he does hit a body and it scrapes up the undercarriage. Just clamp down. He came just. Fuck. Fuck, 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 fuck. Pounding on the, uh, the steering wheel. Oh, we had just drawn a joker. Go ahead and shuffle us. We were really deep in the deck. I'm surprised that joker didn't come up cleaner. Boy, buddy, you keen. 
So this is not good, man. You're only one card in between. One card ahead. Your card's fucking up royally. Negative threes on all your old. These vampires just appear to be fast as shit. So. Let's deal our boy Yakeem. The two, which upgrades to another two, which upgrades to a Jack of Diamonds. How in the fuck did the vampires get the same Joker again? I am not giving them bennies, but there you go. Four plus one, yeah, they move forward one on their turn. Keem watches as they suddenly get a burst, taking advantage of them, slamming into one of the corpses in the ground. Negative three on the roll, that explodes. That explodes again, yay! So it's now to five, six, seven. Not enough for a raise, but he still manages to just keep barely ahead of these creatures. I don't believe I have ever seen the team draw a joker in the game. Would I be worried about that? Is our poor doomed soldier just that bad on luck? I already gave him the bad luck hindrance, which only gives him two bennies at the start of a turn, at the start of a session. I try to keep that, but man. I didn't think it was actually dooming him quite. Come on, buddy. Team draws the Nine of Diamonds and the joke or the vampires draw the Jack. Yes, we should clearly move Roomba to a new location. The vampires on their Jack. Roll a two and do not get to move forward. You came on his nine. Oh, Two twos, so nobody moves forward this round. Yakeem draws the five, the vampire struggle. Three, Yakeem trying to take advantage of the situation again, just a zero. The vampires, though, two, they come right up alongside as the whole eight, the six, and then they come off one. So, Going to the next round, the vampire's getting closer. Yakeem gets the nine of spades. And the vampires get the sixth of heart. So, Yakeem, watching this in the rearview mirror. Oh, finally, six, twelve, nineteen, minus three, it's twelve. He gets to move forward two cards as Yakeem, uh, just in a burst of energy. Guns his engine yet again and starts pulling far, far ahead. Cars. As the vampires try to give chase. Uh, they will get two on their, their athletics and they do not get to catch up. The jack for Yakeem and the two for the vampires. Maybe it. He can get even one card forward. He'll be able to get away. Uh, but not on this turn, apparently. He rolled a two and a one with negative threes and negatives. But the vampires can't seem to get your break. 
apparently some of their numbers start feasting on the remains that are there. Blood and gore dripping down their faces as the uh, the leader and the alpha tries to whip them forward. Uh, Yukim draws the four, which upgrades to the three, which upgrades to the Joker! Yay, buddy! There is your special Benny, buddy. And then the vampires with the queen. So Yukim with a plus two, which means he's only got a negative one on this roll. You can do it. This is it. Big bunny. Three and one. That puts his three down to a two. I'm going to do it. I'm going to try another burn die. And he rolls a six. All right. So he's going to be able to move forward two. And unless the vampires get a raise on their athletics die, she's going to get away. They only roll a six. Finally, the white plume of smoke out of his exhaust uh, suddenly burns off for a moment. The engine itself, the check engine light kind of comes on for a second. Boom, boom, And he guns it. Uh, front windshield shattered, the back windshield gone, just small portion these tiny blue-green diamonds start flitting off as the wind cuts through. The vampires themselves can't keep up. And as Yakeem finally catches his breath. Oh, fuck me. He realized, first time in a while, he was legitimately afraid. That was not a fight he could have won. So, but that fight, oh shit. There was a very real chance that he came, if he was pulled out of the car, he would not have been able to survive that fight. So, we are going to now... Keem's got two bennies again. Hey, buddy. His vehicle has taken one hit. Yakeem, as we wrap up this scene, was not in control of that. So the chaos factor is going to go up to seven. In addition, there is now an issue in here, which is there are wild vampires loose. And as we saw in even a single combat, they doubled their numbers. So I'm going to add to the characters list wild vampires and the threads list avoid fucking vampires now that is always a good standing rule uh, just generally but vampires and rifts are no joke so let us now go back to our expected scene um, with a chaos factor of seven uh, things are going to get pretty hairy. Uh, chaos factor is five, which means we are going to go into a altered scene. So our altered scene here. Um, let's roll in addition to ten. Altered scene with two adjustment. Five, remove an object. Seven make two. Well, all right. So, remove an object. Um, I 
as Yakim continues forward, um, his car uh, is definitely the issue that's going to be uh, occurring to him here. But I don't think the car itself dies. Dead. I'm going to ask a fate question. I'm going to say, did some critical supplies get damaged in that fight? Uh, 89 on a chaos factor of 7. It was likely, uh, no, actually. Critical supplies did not get damaged. So would it have been some of his gear? Or let's take a look here. You know what I think happened? Critical supplies may not have gotten damaged, but um, with the damage to the vehicle, its fuel efficiency is dropping. And as you came start sizing things up here, you're like, fuck, I might not have enough gas. Yeah. I knew I should have splurged the fucking nuclear option. All right. All right, well, I got to stop for the night. Uh, and as a few hours ahead, uh, he crawls into the back, finding a good hiding spot. Uh, we're going to give him a survival roll to see how good his hiding spot is, to see if there's a chance that someone might sneak up on him. Give D6 for his survival. It's a wild dive. It's a seven. So, yeah, Yakim uh, tucks in. Um, making sure that he has clear access to get the vehicle out very quickly. So he backs into a spot uh, behind a set of rocks, uh, pulls out a dark gray, uh, like, drape that goes over the sides of the car, um, but allows him to pull away quickly if he needs to. Uh, and he lays down for four hours. Uh, begins to have some dreams. Let's roll... On the dream table. That will be our actual interrupt. Or not our interrupt, our altered scene. Um, let's find where is dreams, 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 gods, legends, undead descriptions, visions, and dreams. What does Yakim dream? Sixty-two. Misfortune. And... 28th event. That's a no-brainer. Yakin, even in this uh, heightened state, though, as it began to smooth out and uh, as the meds begin to pump through, his mind begins to drift, so it's not surprising as he falls asleep. His mind comes back to the, uh, the fight at Newtown. It had been at least three months of him living in camps. During this time, uh, the Juicer Liberation Army itself was, of course, uh, not even quite a pipe dream. They were all here, hopeful, as the coalition states had put out a notice, a memorandum, an update, press releases, um, vids, and communications to all out there. There's a cure. There's a cure for the juicer death spiral. As a matter of fact, the Prometheus treatment can extend life out by up to almost four years. Here, come and examine these uh, 
old-timer juicers now on their 10th year of survival. And sure enough, some of these guys come out and they show the uh, the barcodes, the versions of their uh, juicer rigs. Sure enough, the barcodes are old enough. They could be, they could be real. It could be ready. And so by the hundreds, by the thousands, juicers and those foolish enough to follow after juicers begin to pile up at this location known as Newtown. Uh, within Newtown, there was the, um, oh, what was it called? The, uh, the medical science division that the coalition states was supporting. And they, sure enough, were offering Prometheus treatment for those who were willing to undergo just simple surgical um, implantation, a small update to the biocomp. Firmware flash, really, with just a new chip to help uh, utilize and drive it to be a little bit more efficient. But in that little bit of efficiency, it could extend life. Maybe there was even long-term benefits, maybe. The truth of all the rumors that circulated, choosers who could live a normal life. Yakim, of course, would have joined in on that. Any juicer would have in the right mind. So we're going to start with... Let's find out with a fake question. The uh, Kingdom of Kingsdale was notorious for providing juicer augmentations for anybody who signed up for the military. Is Yakim from Kingsdale? Uh, I'm going to put this as 50-50. I have no idea. With a chaos factor of 7, 75 or below... That is a 60 on the dot. Uh, so, he now established, established that Yakim is, in fact, he was a volunteer in the Kingdom of Kingsdale. And they paid and offered for the full juicer augmentation program. And for those who signed up for, as it was called, the JAP, J-A-P, the Juicer Augmentation Program, uh, it was several months of excruciating torture. Even the implantation of the biocomp, uh, which takes almost three days and then months of recovery as the body tries to adapt to what this new machine is trying to do. Uh, this is before the implantation of the actual harness that these microscopic, or not even microscopic, these thin tubes that go directly to the various organs, the muscle groups, the masses, uh, that even get into the bones to make sure that white blood cells are always available for the immediate response in case of infection. It is pain, excruciating pain that drives through the form. For Yakim, it's no different. Is for whatever reason, he volunteered for the army. Uh, the dream of being able to survive even longer, though, that's never going to escape anybody who has a death sentence waiting over their head. So, in this place, in these tent cities that began to crop up, um, Yakim, let's ask another question. Uh, 
the rumors began to circulate. Was Yakim, did he actually get the Prometheus upgrade? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say this is, well, he survived this long. So I'm going to say it's nearly impossible that he got the Prometheus upgrade. Now, with a cast factor of seven, that's still 35. Uh, that's a 99. So not only is that an exceptional no, he did not get the Prometheus upgrade. We also have a random event. Uh, we will save that random event for when we're out of the dream sequence. Mostly because, you know, if we roll like a random encounter and it kills him, well, it's a dream, so time is not that wibbly-wobbly. But it's, uh, it's an exceptional note, which means, let's see here. Uh, why would Yakim exceptionally know not have gotten the Prometheus? Maybe. Oh, maybe he was in line and some of the truth began to circulate around. Maybe Yakim was scheduled for that very day when the first news broke that Prometheus Project didn't actually save lives. Instead, in a panic, there was a moment, an event, in which a coalition state's officer, thinking that one of the juicer volunteers who had signed up for the Prometheus Project, uh, willingly killed a doctor. And in a panic, he hit the button. It immediately fried the central nervous system of every juicer within a radius who had the Prometheus chip installed. And as soon as the news came out that not only did a juicer uh, fight against the uh, coalition officer taking hostages, but those who had actually undergone the procedure that they were all waiting so desperately for were killed with a death switch, with a dead man switch built into it. Riots broke out. The juicers immediately mobilized behind one, one who had the voice to carry everybody forward. That is Julian the First. Let's see here. Was Yakim? Did Yakim know Julian before he became Julian the First? Uh, it's a forty-two. Uh, that is a yes. Uh, I was going to say very unlikely, but that's still a yes. Chaos factor of seven. So as Yakim has his dream. He remembers uh, this big, burly juicer. Some juicers go on, undergo the standard shape uh, project. Yakim is no different. He definitely is a classic standard juicer. Military augmented, stronger and faster than any other human around there, but some other juicers were uh, given dedicated specialized mixtures and cocktails. One of the cocktails, known as the uh, Titan Juicer, become huge. The muscles themselves almost seem to grow on top of each other. They take on a height, a head and shoulders above even the standard juicer, and they make them look like just citizens. Julian I is definitely a Titan Juicer. Now the issue here is a Titan Juicer has an even more abbreviated lifespan. Instead of the four to six years, most uh, Titans only last about three. Julian has been alive for seven. So, Yakim begins dreaming of this. 
just rolling back and forth in the front seat of this car. Just, oh, fuck. Oh, Julian. Uh, he wakes up and, uh, let's see. Let's design what he wakes up to. So, savage foes. Go. Back to our encounter builder in. Weren't bad enough. We're going to roll on the trouble table. What trouble does your came run into? 11. Okay, another encounter. Draw a card from the action deck. It is an ace. Oh, it's the ace of heart. So, he is not completely caught off guard. Now, counter table. Something other than bandits. Come on, give us something fun. Four. Risk and reward. Okay. Once on that table. D6. One, a valuable ally or favor. Okay, we will build an ally in just a second. Let's go back to the encounter table. Now, six. No, I'm tired of being more something. We already just did that. Risk eight. There we go. Perfect. Okay, this will be interesting. Okay. Where is the page that I'm looking for now? As Yakim uh, begins to come to, he hears kind of a call sound. Wakes him up. He opens his eyes, glancing out from underneath his uh, heavy tarp with just enough sighting to see out in front. As he sees... As he sees a dinosaur. It shocks him at first. He looks around, trying to see what's going on, and his eyes catch the glint of tiny bits of metal and leather. The fuck? That, that looks like a harness. Oh, fuck me. He begins to scramble really quickly as he realizes he has now bumped into a roving pack. His first count of at least ten of the Simvan monster hunters. These uh, dimensional beings as they come forward the Simvans are known as barbaric and cannibalistic and nomadic. Uh, the Simvan, though, are also incredibly adept at uh, manipulating, taming, and writing some of the various wild creatures, including those that are not actually part of the swell. Lays real still. One of these creatures comes walking over, uh, riding on the back of what looks like a giant beetle 
uh, its mandibles clicking ever so faintly. Uh, Nikim gets a good sight. Uh, Broad-shouldered, standing a little bit shorter than the average human male, uh, roughly anywhere between five foot six to five foot eight, but almost a reddish flesh, um, almost akin to almost peach skin, but with thick black goat hair that always spills down into the small of their back, uh, almost looking at times like quills, depending on the direction, given the thick nature of their hair. Uh, Wide brows, heavy um, chins, and broad noses. They usually groom and maintain facial hair with various bones, trinkets, and other things in it, um, but known for an absolute ferocity for those they catch. Simvan, though, as it just kind of turns back around, uh, there's kind of a clicking noise, and then the beetle stops. And another one right behind it. The excitement picks up, and then you hear What you draw? What you draw? As they point, one of them has caught sight of Yakim's car. And that's where we're going to end for tonight. Thank you all for joining. I hope to speak to you very soon. Have a good night.